Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Time now for the Danny Mac Show with BK, getting you inside the cards and St. Louis sports on 101 ESPN. Benner was, uh, I thought Benner was fine. He made through practice. Uh, obviously, I think he still needs a little bit more time, but um, I have not talked to him since practice was over, so I'll do that. But, uh, I mean, he, you know, he's out there and he worked hard. I thought he looked okay. Blues and Stars coming up tonight. Charlie Lindgren would be my guest that uh, would get the start tonight. Don't know that officially. We're going to ask uh, Jeremy Rutherford about that from The Athletic. He'll be our guest. Also, uh, Josh Bogorad is the play-by-play voice of the Dallas Stars. Those two are coming up as we get you set for uh, what could be, I think, a really entertaining game tonight. When you look at where the Stars were a couple of nights ago called out by their head coach frustration with the 4-1 loss at home and now taking on the same team in the st louis blues tonight at enterprise center pregame at six here on 101 espn um and the way the first five to ten minutes went the other night i i I just got a feeling like this is going to be one of those old time hockey games man they're going to come out flying and the blues will be ready historical penalty numbers because i know not that that. i just think I, i just think physical Oh, I'm with you. And it's a Friday night. I'm going it's, fight, fight first five, ten minutes. Would, yeah, I'd, I'd say within the first five minutes. And if I'm going to put money on the guy dropping the gloves, no Shen. Shen's usually the guy. I thought you were going to say something else. No. Oh, no. I, I'm going to go with me Joshua. <laughs> That's my guy. That's how I go with. Yeah, Joshua would have been, would have been my guess. Um, you going with uh, Charlie tonight between the pipes? I think I would just give Benner some more time. Often he's playing well, so why not give him another start? Get to five and zero, and then we'll then we'll get over to Bennington again. I'm with you there. You got a day game on Sunday: Blues and Jets. Jets uh, this morning fired their head coach, uh, so they'll be amped up for that game. Bennington goes back a little Canadian swing before the holidays or before Christmas. The holiday season is here, and that's what makes going to Enterprise Center fun too. The atmosphere tonight, Friday night, you know, you don't have many Friday night games, a lot of Saturday night games. You got a Friday night game, Enterprise Center, place will be electric. Blues are playing well. They're one of the best teams in the league. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun atmosphere at Enterprise. Got the young guys still here, too, providing that little spark. Like we just said, we're going to see a fight in the first five to ten minutes. Yeah, we've already already panned this whole thing out. So who's your first goal then tonight? Oh. I'll go Blues. I'll go Blues, too. Let's see, who's, who's due? Vladdy's been playing well. I'll go Vladdy. How about Vladdy? I'm going to go because of the fights and the various things and the physical play. The Blues go on the power play, and I'm going to go Krug. I like it. Haven't seen him light the lamp in a while. Speaking of defensemen, do you think we'll see Prunovich on on the ice tonight, or do you think he'll take a night in the press box? No, I I think that you – I don't like – I know they do that with the young players, and I know you do that in sports. I I don't do that with him. Although he may need a reset. I mean, that's what, you know, that's what happens. But I I don't feel that way with him. I feel differently about him. Not sure why. Maybe it's because of his resume, the kind of player that he's been, um, what he's done in the minors. I thought he's looked really good at times. I don't want to put it in his mind like, 
okay, now I've, I've had to sit, and then the next time out, every time it's on my stick, I'm, I'm worried about, you know, making it. Just go play. You're going to have mistakes. Just go play. Um, that's kind of the way I would approach it with him. Other players, I don't feel that way. Sometimes you got to have a reset. I'm with you. I think I would have Pernovich in the lineup tonight. It is. I find that decision almost more fascinating than the goaltending one uh, because Pernovich, you've got, of course, the young guy. Like you mentioned, he's played pretty well when he's been up here. But he comes off his last game where he had the turnover. Because remember, he missed last game due to illness, non-COVID. His last game, he had the turnover that led to the loss in overtime. And, of course, we don't want to make it look like, you know, that one turnover is the reason you go sit in the press box. The Blues do like to do that with young guys, as you mentioned. And the other thing that's made this more interesting is about a week ago, I would have said, yeah, when the Blues defensemen are healthy, yeah, I'm putting Scandell in the press box. But Scandell has played pretty well of late, too. So... I think it's interesting. I wonder if maybe they'll go with seven defensemen tonight. Bruby has done that in the past. I wonder if they'll do that. That way they can play Scandella and uh, Prunovich. But I'm with you. I think I would keep him in the lineup. Maybe I would actually go seven defensemen because I I don't know if I want to pull Scandella right now the way he's been playing. Have you looked at the schedule for the Dallas Stars? This also is an important stretch of games for them. Right now they've they've lost, by the way, four in a row. They're not very good on the road. They're 4-8-1 on the road. 10 consecutive games against division opponents starting tonight or starting the other night. Um, and then they got five games in seven nights coming up. That's Damn. a rough stretch of hockey, man. And an important stretch, too. Yes. I mean, don't downplay these two points up for grabs tonight. You beat the Stars. Yes. You, they're 11 points behind, I believe, just you. And you're in third in the Central, if I'm not mistaken. So it's uh, an important stretch. So um, Jordan Bennington, that is kind of one of the questions right now this morning as we get set for a big night of hockey here in St. Louis. He was on the ice yesterday. How did it go? I'd say it went pretty well. It was fun to be back out there with uh, with the guys for sure and just having that pace. Um, but uh, I feel good and I'm excited to be back. Now, if the Blues are playing poorly, I'd say get them back in there. And in particular, if your goaltending was poor, I'd say, eh, I'd love to give you a day or two more, but we got to get you back in there. But the thing is, though, uh, Tanner, is that Huso, seven games played, two, four, six goals against average. Lindgren, four games, four, no, one, two, nine. So you don't feel that sense of like having to rush him. And uh, I I don't think I would. I'd still give him, you know, you're going to practice today. I give another practice tomorrow. And then say, hey, Sunday, be ready to go. I'm with you. And I think it's almost more beneficiary to kind of give him more days off, not just including today because he's returning, but moving forward with the way your depth has played at goaltending. Because it's kind of, I know you brought up the idea earlier in the week about, you know, we've seen guys coming off of COVID and they have this uh, this immediate, they're shot out of a cannon. Would you consider workload management for guys in the future? I think the Blues, with their goaltending, I'm not saying Bennington's only going to start like twice a week. I'm saying you can cut back his workload a little bit, the way Huso and Lingren have played. And I think it benefits the Blues because you'll have a more fresher Bennington as we get into the playoffs. Now, if it gets down to the stretch and you really need to work him because you're fighting for the playoffs, then of course you do that. But if you can manage better workload with Jordan Bennington compared to what I thought heading into the year where I thought he was going to have to get a big chunk of starts because I wasn't sure what Huso would be. And Huso's proven to be a number two, legitimate number two goalie. I think that benefits the Blues. You have a much better Jordan Bennington. He's going to be maybe a little bit healthier, a little bit fresher heading into the playoffs. And we've seen what happens if Bennington's feeling it going into the playoffs. He can carry you to a cup run. Management, though, of the workload and the minutes. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. It's, uh, I think something, it, well, it's opened up their eyes, at least it has for me, and it's been entertaining 
it's been a lot of fun to watch these young kids play like they're Absolutely. you know they're playing in game seven of the nhl stanley cup final and and the other thing is, is they're playing for their nhl lives so yeah. you're getting a lot of jump out of these kids and that's to me been a, a, a lot of fun okay so josh Bo, uh Bogorad is going to be our guest. He is the voice of the Dallas Stars. And then later in the show, we'll get an update on what's happening with the Blues from Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic as we're talking a lot of hockey on this edition of the Danny Mac Show, 101 ESPN. Back to more of the Danny Mac Show with BK on 101 ESPN. Can we get a little old-time hockey tonight? Maybe. Stars, head coach, calls them out. They lose at uh, on home ice the other night to the Blues, and now they get the Blues tonight, which should be a festive atmosphere at Enterprise Center. Josh Bogorad has been kind enough to join us, and uh, he is the play-by-play voice of the Dallas Stars. Love his work. Hey, Josh, thanks for uh, hopping on for a few minutes. I know you probably got a morning skate you got to get to today, so thanks for doing this. Um, happy holidays to you, and it should be a really fun night of hockey at uh, Enterprise Center. Yeah, thanks for having me, and happy holidays right back. Um, I, I imagine it will be. It seems to be when Dallas and St. Louis get together, and then you mix it in on the uh, tail end of a home-and-home home set, um, especially, as you mentioned, with the way that ended from a star's perspective and the run St. Louis has been on overall and especially on home ice. So, yeah, I think we could be in for a fun night of hockey here tonight. What, what did you take away from the, the comments made after the game and then how that maybe plays into what happens with maybe the first five or ten minutes for the, from the Stars' perspective uh, going into the game tonight? Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think that, you know, from an outside perspective, you hear comments like that and it's jarring and it, it was in the moment, but it's also been part of a little bit of a, an up-and-down run here that the Stars have been on. They didn't get off to the start that they wanted. Then they ripped off seven wins in a row against impressive competition and, and looked you know, pretty dominating in the process. And since then, they've now dropped four straight games in regulation and kind of have fallen back to, uh, to a place that they don't want to be in. So I think what you heard was some frustration. There have been two days since then, and it was kind of walked back by the coaching staff and some of the players. But I think more than anything, what you wanted then, if you were the stars and what you want tonight is just a jolt. And whether it comes through a post-game presser or a team meeting or something that gets said amongst the guys or between the coaches and the players before the game or just the adrenaline rush of running out and getting ready for opening face off against a team that just got the better of you and, and snapped a pretty lengthy home winning streak. Um, in the first five or 10 minutes could prove to be pretty interesting, but I think that what you're talking about is probably only one small element of all of that. I just think that this is a stars team that for whatever reason has needed a couple of, of jolts and when they've gotten them and when they've, they've responded to them it's worked out they had that players only team meeting and that led to a nine and one run earlier this year so whatever is going to get that jolt is is the button that they're going to look to push and whether it comes internally or externally that's what they're hoping they get here tonight i was looking at the schedule too five games in seven nights 10 consecutive against division opponents so this was and is a, a really crucial uh, part of the schedule right now for the dallas stars yeah a hundred percent and you nailed it and um i remember that there was that 
that start and that players only meeting and they got off to this under 500 beginning through the first 11 games and eight of the first 11 were on the road and they would have wanted to have done better, but they came home and they had a segment where nine of the next 11 were going to be on home ice. And I remember hearing the team talk about it and sort of forecasting what that segment of the schedule is going to look like. And when it looked like the, the season could start to slip away, if you didn't capitalize on it, the stars answered that challenge. And then that was part of that nine and one run and part of that home winning streak, part of that overall winning streak. And now they've lost four straight games and they are right into the segments that you just laid out. And it feels like they're kind of at that crossroads again, nobody short of last year when the pandemic messed everything up, nobody plays 10 straight games against division rivals in the course of the season. <laughs> right. It, it, it just, it just doesn't happen. It literally has never happened for the stars franchise and it hasn't happened for any team in well over a decade. So this is a segment that you just can't afford to not be at your best. Um, and it's weird times. There is a, a non COVID uh, sickness that was going through the locker room that cost a few guys um, some some playing time and and maybe even if they were playing they weren't at their best but everybody understands you look around the league at what's happening with COVID with with injuries and what's happening to basically every roster you look at the team that they're going to play tonight in St. Louis and what the Blues have had to deal with which is just incredible you live in a world right now where there can be reasons and there can be explanations but there can't be excuses so this is a segment that regardless of what gets thrown at them in terms of personnel, in terms of workload, they have to find a way to do it. And the last time they were up against it and, and their backs were against the wall and, and it was that pivotal moment, they capitalized. Here's another one. They didn't get off on the foot they wanted to the other night in Dallas. They got an opportunity to make amends here and then they'll see Chicago tomorrow and they can't let this start to snowball the other way. Otherwise, it could be tough to catch. Josh Bogorod is our guest, and he is the play-by-play voice of the Stars. How have the Stars dealt with COVID? In, in term, have they been hit hard? Have they not? Where, where are they at with that? I haven't paid close attention to that because we've had so much going on here with, uh, with the Blues. No, it's a fair question. I mean, with what's happening in St. Louis and what's happening around the league and sure. then what's happening out of sports, it's, it's tough to keep track of what team has had what. I think the Stars were hit as hard as anybody by COVID last year. I don't know if you recall, but oh, yeah. they got shut down in training camp. They had delayed start to the season. It was one of several delays that they had to deal with. Um, so they were kind of the the guinea pig to what it was like when COVID just went rampant through a locker room. This year, it hasn't affected them. They haven't had any lost time due to COVID. They've had their share of absences from other ailments, but you know, for the time being, COVID has, uh, has not been an issue. And I know that sadly, that's not necessarily something that's commonplace to be able to say these days. Yeah. It's been amazing uh, from an outsider's perspective and a couple more questions. I know we got to let you go. What's it like watching the blues with some of the new names, faces, goalies that they've had to use, but from your perspective, just watching the blues, what, what's your take on what you see out of St. Louis? Well, the other night was extremely impressive. The Stars have seen him two times. So they got him back in November, and that was when Dallas was in the middle of that run I referenced. And the Stars played a really good game. Um, they they won that game 4-1. They got good goaltending. Their, their special teams were incredible. They had two shorthanded goals that night. 
And and that was a game that the stars feel is much more indicative of their play. And then that was a different looking blues roster than the one we saw a couple nights ago in Dallas with all the kids up from Springfield and all the notable guys who are out. And we were looking at that roster kind of wondering, all right, the, the, the record is there, but what, what's the eyeball test going to show you? What are they going to look like? And when the puck dropped, it was extremely impressive how the blues went about their business. They were hitting, they were skating. This was a team that came ready to play exactly what you would want in a division rival of two teams who have been going in the good, basically for the last month, they've been going in a good direction and they were about to play two consecutive games. They never let the lack of personnel. It didn't matter if it was in the goaltending position where it was, it was Lindgren who was terrific, or if it was up front where you're without guys like Cairo and Perron and Thomas. And, and they just, it didn't seem to slow them down at any point in time. And it was, it was a really impressive performance. I think to see them twice and have that turnaround, um, that's what sticks out to me is it just strikes me as a team that in a world full of curveballs, when one gets hurled your way, they're going to persevere right through it. It looks like that's what they've done all season long, certainly what they're doing right now. And now it's kind of a mirrored objective of what the stars will look to do here tonight. The blues, want a repeat performance of Tuesday. Dallas clearly does not. And it'll be interesting to see what the two teams showcase in a rematch. And I'll wrap it up with this, Josh. Uh, you had a St. Louis kid between the pipes and was terrific for many years in the NHL and Ben Bishop. And unfortunately, uh, the knee condition forced him to to retire. Um, I know Ben a little bit. He's a great guy. I'm sure you feel the same way. What are your thoughts about uh, seeing Ben have to, to retire and be forced out because of injury? The thoughts are twofold, and, and they're, I really do try to separate them. One, it's a sad, unfortunate ending. Anytime any athlete, especially one that's as elite as Ben, doesn't get to go out on their own terms. I know father time gets the better of everyone, but it, it, some, it comes on a little bit quicker than others. And um, he had a lot of good hockey left. He was, he was playing maybe his best hockey of what's been an outstanding career right up until his final games. Uh, he was in the Vezina conversation, his last two full seasons that, that didn't stop due to injury. Um, you're talking about amongst the leaders in GAA and save percentage, setting stars, franchise records. Uh, what he has done all time, we were looking at the numbers and to try and put into perspective, I don't think people maybe outside of St. Louis or those cities where he's called home realize just how good he's been yes all time all time he's fourth in save percentage of any goaltender that's played at least 200 games that's all time i mean you're, you're talking about uh an incredible fraternity that he's a part of he's 15th in goals against average in that same classification so i mean i could go on and on with the numbers that he posted I know that the year St. Louis had the cup run, it was that memorable game seven where Bishop almost won it single-handedly in that second round series. And for him to do that in his hometown, um, even in defeat was a career highlight for anyone. Um, So I, 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 I think it's sad the way it went out. And then I also think it's really nice that, we're having conversations like this and I'm reading articles and seeing things. And it's a celebration of an incredible career. And if, if there's one saving grace to all this, it's the last year and a half, what 
Bishop has gone through to try and get back out on the ice. You're not going to be talking to a guy in 20 years who says, well, if I would have tried this, maybe I could have gotten a few more miles. If I would have done this, he did everything he could um, in over a year of hard rehabilitation and surgeries. And then even a trip down to the minors in the American hockey league to test it out just to see he gets to at least go out um, with peace of mind, knowing that he left everything out there, whether it was in his career or in that comeback attempt. And I think that's going to help him going forward. And I just think from his post game or his post uh, his press conference, post career, I guess you would call it. um, He, he's going to be in the game in some capacity. You mentioned he's such a likable guy. He's such a well-spoken guy. He's such a respected guy amongst everybody in the media or fellow players, teammates, opponents. He's going to carve out a very good post playing career in this game. And and he's not going to be far from it. We're all going to be lucky for that. He's a tremendous person, a tremendous goaltender. And I can't wait to see what the rest of, of his life and his career showcase. Yeah, that's so well put. Hey, Josh, thanks for hopping on for a few minutes. Really appreciate your time. And, uh, well, good luck tonight against the St. Louis Blues. Thanks. It's my pleasure. Take care, guys. You too. That's uh, Josh uh, Bogorod, and, and he's the play-by-play voice of the Stars. Really good stuff there. So we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll get an update on what's happening with the Blues. Who could be in gold tonight for St. Louis? Lindgren, are you talking about uh, uh, Bennington? Um, also, injury updates. We're going to do that with Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic. It is 1029 on a Friday here in St. Louis on 101 ESPN. Can't get enough cards talk? You've come to the right place. Back to more of the Danny Mac Show with BK on 101 ESPN. Danny Mac show minus BK. He'll be back at some point next week from his wedding and vacation. So hopefully he's enjoying himself on the beaches in the Dominican Republic. But we have hockey coming up tonight. The Dallas Stars are in town and uh, Jeremy Rutherford has been kind enough to join us. And you heard Jeremy with Chris Kerber yesterday for three hours of hockey talk here on 101 ESPN. Hey, JR, uh, good morning to you and uh, thanks for coming on. Good morning, Danny. Anytime, buddy. Well, uh, let's start with what I think is a, a really important question, which is who starts in goal? Uh, where do you go with uh, with this goaltending situation right now for the Blues? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, based on practice yesterday, Craig Bruby saying that it looks like Jordan Bennington, who has been removed from the protocol list, uh, he is back practicing with the team, probably needs a couple more uh, on-ice session. So it looks like Charlie Lindgren, who's been terrific, uh, 4-0, of course, just three of those games were complete games. He, he subbed for Ville Husso, uh late late in the third period in one of those. He's just been dynamite. And so I know there's a, a faction of fans that are saying, ride the hot hand, keep Charlie Lindgren in there, you know, just let Bennington take his time. I think uh, you got to go back to your number one goalie at some point, uh, but it looks like with uh, Bennington just kind of working his way back from uh, COVID, uh, he had mild symptoms. It looks like they're going to go with Charlie Lindgren tonight against Dallas. All right, we're in talk radio, so let's have a little fun. What if he wins tonight, and what if he plays well? What do you do then? Well, you know, I understand the hot hand thing. I get it. But uh, Jordan Bennington is your guy. He's going to be the guy who, if you make a run this year, you, you get into the playoffs, he's going to be your guy. And so, you know, we've seen this over a number of years. Guys come up and 
and play well and, and, you know, fans get behind them and, and push for them to start, you know, eventually it, you know, it, it fades out. Um, the one thing I have to say is I remember telling fans a few years ago when they said, uh, ride this guy, Jordan Bennington. I said, come on, we, we've seen this before. And then he, <laughs> takes him to, he takes him to a Stanley cup. So Danny, can Charlie Lindgren do that? You know, I don't know. So to me, when uh, Jordan Bennington's healthy and he gives you the thumbs up, you, you go with him, but you know, let's see what Charlie Lindgren does in, in, against Dallas here. How close are some of these guys to returning to the ice, whether they are injured, whether it's COVID, whatever the situation may be, but how close are some of these players to uh, returning to everyday action for the Blues? Yeah, so you got a few guys out. Scott Prinovich missed the game the other night with an illness. Uh, he was back on the ice yesterday practicing. He could be in the lineup, not too sure yet. Uh, you have James Neal. He has uh, an injury, and he's on the LTIR. Uh, he re-aggravated it in practice. I believe uh, yesterday, and so uh, it looks like he's going to be out. Clint Costin, he could be back at some point soon. But you know, a big name, David Perron. David Perron's been out with what we believe is is a concussion, and uh, he's on LTIR, so he's got to miss a couple more games. A really good chance that he'll be back as soon as he's eligible to come off the LTIR, which be be early next week against Ottawa. So you know, things have been looking up for this team, and, and now they're going to get a few of these guys back. Still no uh, update on Shen and Cairo, those uh, two big names there. Um, didn't practice yesterday, so I don't anticipate them against Dallas tonight, but we'll see uh, at the rink today. You know, JR, one of the guys that we're not going to see at the uh, the rink tonight is Ben Bishop, who was uh, selected by the Blues, had a long NHL career, and uh, finished up as a member of the Dallas Stars. You told a great story the other day about Larry Plough seeing him basically in uh, an alumni game and then said, hey, we need to follow this kid. Um, where where would you put Ben Bishop with all these great players that are coming out, and a lot of them second-generation players of former Blues um, that, that grew up here in St. Louis and had the coaching of former Blues players, but where would you put uh, Ben Bishop in terms of some of the, the great hockey players that have come out of St. Louis? Yeah, way up on the list, and you're right. Like uh, we've talked a lot about Ben Bishop over the years, but he probably doesn't give the get the credit that he no deserves. Doubt. You know, no doubt. Yeah, we're often focusing on on the skaters. You know, the Matthew Kachucks that and uh, and Brady Kachucks that have come out of St. Louis. Uh, you've had some others, but Ben being a goaltender, uh, he had a hard job. And you're right, Larry Plo uh, mentioned he saw him in that uh, quote unquote alumni game where he he stopped a couple. NHL type uh, guys and uh, I think he put himself on the radar right there and then and, and the Blues draft him and you know they kind of had the log jam at goalie with him and Jake Allen and people forget you know Jake Allen won the American Hockey League goaltender of the year award that year and so Ben Bishop was set to become a free agent they make the trade with Ottawa and he gets moved on to Tampa Bay where he was really good and he was a mentor to Andre Vasilevsky there who's gone on to win uh, you know uh, some some uh, awards down there with Tampa with the Vesna and, and Andre Vasilevsky will tell you, Ben Bishop really steered the way for me. And so then he goes on to Dallas and, and makes a name for himself there too. So Ben Bishop, to me, one of the great all-time American goaltenders, and he's made St. Louis extremely proud. It's uh, unfortunate that uh, he's going to go out this way. And, and Danny, I got to tell you what, you know, these situations where guys retire and they get, you know, a thousand text messages, you know, Ben replies to them all. I send him a quick text. Hey, joy to cover you. You're always there, you know, for an interview, so on and so forth. And, you know, a text right back saying, uh, hey, thanks for, for covering everything. So uh, just a great guy, and I wish him nothing, nothing but the best. No doubt. Uh, the Blues beat up on Dallas the other night. They, you know, handle the, the initial onslaught of the physical play. Then their head coach comes out and 
you know, calls out a lot of the, 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 the players of the Dallas Stars. So I am curious, what do you think the first five to ten minutes could be like tonight at uh, Enterprise Center? Yeah, pretty feisty, I'm sure. And, and there were times in the game the other night that it got that way. Here's the thing. I think the Blues, with this lineup that includes six guys from Springfield, a lot of them, you know, making their, uh, you know, you had Torpchenko the other night making his NHL debut, but a lot of the other guys, you know, they're trying to make a name for themselves. And I think the Blues are playing a real physical brand of hockey with a lot of these guys up on the roster right now, you know, trying to uh, to do the best they can and impress the coaches. And so, you know, I think we're seeing a little more of that, Dan, than we do normally with this Blues team. And it's good. It's fun to watch. And, you know, it can be a successful brand of hockey. So, yeah, Craig Bruby, Bruby for sure is going to be in the ears of his Blues players telling him what to expect uh, against Dallas tonight after what happened the other night, and especially, you know, with, uh, with the postgame stuff. So um, I anticipate another good game. I'm really curious your thoughts on this. Craig Berube is a free agent to be, if you want to put it that way. Um, where's he at right now with the COVID issues, the injury issues, and yet to be in the position that they're in, uh, in their division and their conference, he's got them to play very good hockey. So where where are the Blues right now in, in trying to extend, if they want to, uh, right now the head coach of the Blues, and that's Craig Berube? Yeah, i got to believe that that's going to be something that gets done, whether it gets done in a week or a couple months or they wait to the offseason. You know, tough to tell, honestly, at this point. Uh, but Craig Berube and his staff, uh, Steve Ott, Mike Van Ryan, Dave Alexander, they've done a tremendous job. And look, you look across the, the NHL and, and pro sports included, uh, all these staffs are having to deal with so much with, with the COVID issues. And, and I just think that Craig Bruby and uh, the organization have done an outstanding job and, you know, just trying to navigate all this, you know, they, they went through it last year. Yeah. But this is different. I mean, this year you're dealing no with cap issues. You're dealing with playing shorthanded, you know, 17, 18, 19 skaters. This is stuff that they didn't go through when they were uh, involved with COVID in the bubble previous year so to me he's done a phenomenal job to have this team second place in the central division eighth overall in standings it's been great i think in the ownership's eyes and also uh doug armstrong's eyes craig Bruby is the coach of this team i suspect that they will get something done i just don't know when that's going to be who has impressed you the most of the guys that have been called up through covid the injuries and we didn't expect to see a lot of these guys but i am curious uh who's impressed you yeah, a couple guys. I'm a real big uh, Dakota Joshua fan. Like, I realize that maybe I am this too. Is, yeah, I, I'm I glad to hear you say is, that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This is probably his ceiling. I mean, it's not like he's going to become a top six player at some point. Um, but he's a guy who plays physical and and he plays the game the right way. Uh, another one, Nathan Walker. You know, he comes up and of course he has a hat trick. You don't expect something like that, but then he has another goal. So four goals in just a few games. Nice uh, assist the other night too. Um, so with him though, I, I don't know that they keep them when they get everybody back healthy. Unfortunately, some guys have that label on them, uh, that they come up and give you a boost and, you know, you send them back to the minor leagues, but I think he's been really good. The other guy that really sticks out, uh, Logan Brown. And I think he's a guy who's made enough of a name for himself in this, uh, run with the blues here that, that maybe they do hang on to him. You know, maybe you, you send a guy like a Clem Costin or, or someone down, um, to make room for a Logan Brown and, and uh, you know, keep him in this uh, in this lineup because I, I think you can play him in a fourth-line role, I think, as we've seen here lately, playing top-line minutes with Saad and O'Reilly. So we'll see what happens. All right, here my uh, crazy theory that I've been coming to the conclusion of, which is uh, I'm watching some of these COVID guys go out with mild symptoms, and they get like a 10-day break. So it's, uh, let's say, Justin Falk the other night who was like shot out of a cannon – 
I thought he played awesome the other night. Then you look at Krug. It, it didn't look like he missed a beat. Others have. But to the bigger point that I'm about to make, which is the maintenance days of players. Now, as a fan, I don't want to see that, especially in the NHL. We see it in the NBA. Do you think we've learned something through COVID where maybe guys uh, need to take a week break, especially those that are veterans? We see it when they wrap up a, a playoff series and they take that time off, getting ready for the the you know the the extended run of a postseason play. But what about in the middle of a season? Is, am, you know, am I crazy with this or what? I don't think you're crazy, and I do see you, you look at Falk and you look at Krug, and they bounce back pretty quick. Those two guys in particular, I think, had. Um you know, mild to little symptoms. In fact, uh, what Justin Falk said, he was out fishing uh, and taking the dog for a walk uh, during his uh, COVID uh, protocol stay. So, but to answer your question, you know what? I've been around hockey long time. You too. It's just not the mentality. Like I I know, I know, but do we need to change it though? I I just don't see how, like if you're talking to a Justin Falk and say, Hey, look, it's an 82 game schedule. Why don't you take the dog and go fishing for a couple of days? We'll see you next Tuesday. Like there's not a chance. So I, I don't know how you change the mentality. I understand where you're coming from, and and maybe in the end run it does uh, improve the quality play with a number of these guys. But you know these guys from the time they put on skates, two, three, four years old, they've just been there every time the puck drop. And and I just don't see you know what we're going to do to change that mentality. Yeah, I I happen to agree. I'm just throwing it out there. It's my crazy theory that I'm uh, throwing <laughs> out there. So Jr., I'm going to wrap it up with a couple more things. What do you expect tonight yep. with the Blues and the uh, Dallas Stars? Yeah, I think uh, the way the Blues have been playing, I don't see any reason why you know they're going to you know play a different style or come off of what they're doing. I think you get a number of players who are. Uh, like I said earlier, we're really excited to have this opportunity, and they're going to continue to uh, to to do what they're doing. Uh, Dan, they probably know that their stay is going to end soon because some of these guys are, are coming back. So I think you're going to continue to get good effort out of them. And I also think that with uh, the veterans, they're really carrying their weight. Uh, you look at the way Ryan O'Reilly's played and Vladimir Tarasenko, you know, some of these guys. So it's not just the guys that are coming up from Springfield, even though we're talking a lot about them. I, I think that it's been a team effort here uh, lately. So, you know, no reason that shouldn't continue. Doesn't mean the Blues are going to beat the Dallas Stars tonight. Doesn't mean you go on a on a run here like they have been. It just means I think they've got to the point where they know what style they need to play, and they've done a good job really uh, following that plan. I subscribe to The uh, Athletic, and it's articles like you had the other day with Ivan Barbashev that make me glad that I did that. So the podium is yours, my man. Uh, tell fans uh, what you did the other day with uh, Ivan Barbashev. Yeah, we, what we like to do is, uh, for subscribers, look, you pay the, the subscription fee, Dan, to be a, with The Athletic, and uh, we want you to ask the questions. Look, I, I ask uh, these players questions every single day, and, and so what we do is a subscriber Q&A, and we put a link out for subscribers, readers, to ask the Blues player a question. We've done it with Jordan Cairo, Braden Shen, David Prawn, Jordan Bennington. This time we did it with... Ivan Barbashev. And uh, so anyway, we got about 60 questions in, you know, less than a few hours. And I took a lot of those to Ivan Barbashev and, and asked him. And one of them, Dan, was, uh, was uh, hey, you and Tarasenko have a birthday right next to each other. One was on uh, Tuesday and the other Wednesday. And did you guys celebrate your birthdays together? <laughs> and Ivan, <laughs> Ivan Barbashev had a quick, funny story, Dan. He said that, uh, no, and, and I'm done buying him presents because I bought him a gift card. Uh, for about $400 to a store, 
And I think he took that gift card and went to the store and bought me something. Uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> so love he kind of re- re-gifted what he gave him. So anyway, just some good answers. They're having fun with it. And I hope that subscribers uh, feel good that they get an opportunity to jump in and ask these guys questions. Plus, you know, uh, just as well as I do, we get tired of asking the questions, right? Oh, yeah. Let's let somebody else do it. What, you saying you don't, you know, like the questions I, I ask or what? <laughs> no, I always love your questions. But, yeah, when it comes to talking to these blues players, I'll, I'll let the readers do it anytime they want. You got it. Hey, JR, thanks so much for hopping on this morning, and uh, we'll catch up with you tonight at the rink. And, again, everybody subscribe to The Athletic and listen to JR on 101 ESPN. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch up soon. Anytime, Danny Mac. Cramming more St. Louis sports talk into your brain. It's the Danny Mac Show with BK on 101 ESPN. But Tanner, I can't get into this because it's it's too warm out lately and I can't get into Christmas. I can't. Now that's a load of bull hockey, T-Bone, because you said you listen to Christmas music like in September. Yeah. yeah. Explain yourself, sir. It's December. We're five days away. I expect it to be decent in September. Well, it shouldn't matter. If you're going to listen to this matter. when it's 90 degrees in September, you can listen to this no, when it's 70 in December. It is the season for some cold freaking weather and some snow, no, and T-Bone ain't getting it. You're going to regret that thing. You're going to regret if that. I you guys sit have three the, hours to talk about this. If I could sit on the deck and smoke a cigar, it's too warm outside. In December. You like you're like back the, here smoking yeah. cigars. And you Stop. seem like the kind of guy who would smoke a cigar in 10-degree yeah. weather on your deck if you had the nah, opportunity not to. Not that cold. Yeah, there's T-Bone out on the back porch, cigar and a scotch. Yeah, that's good stuff. He seems yeah. like that kind of guy, he doesn't does. he, Dan? Yeah, he does. He was dancing earlier during one of the breaks. I don't know if you saw that. No, I try to avoid that. I don't want to vomit before I go on the air. So who do you guys have coming up on your show? Oh, we got a we got a, a heck of a show today, Dan. Uh-huh. We got Mike Kelly, not the Mizzou Mike Kelly. Okay. Unfortunately, although Mike would be great, but we get the second best Mike Kelly, NHL Network. Okay. He's a stats guru, so we're going to get the chance to talk to him a little bit about this blues. I'm curious to get his thoughts on uh, Justin Falk. We're going to spend a segment later on today uh, because I thought about this Wednesday night. Is Justin Falk the new Jay Bowmeister for the Blues? And we're going to ask him about that. So right. we got him. We got Mike McKenna, our weekly hit with Mike. Um, and then we got our guy Benny Heist to uh, talk a little football with us. All right. You're going to be busy this weekend. We got Blues hockey. Alex will have the pregame at six tonight, Blues and Stars. And then the Jets just fired their head coach. And the Blues will take on the Jets uh, on Sunday. And that's a one o'clock pregame. So, boys, have a great weekend. Tanner, as always, great job this week. Alex, good to see you back. You as well, and Dan. Uh, we'll see everybody on Monday. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.